Welcome back to the Balance Bowley Podcast for ambitious women in business and a few brave men. I'm your host, Nikita Rinthigpin, always ecstatic to be in the space with you today. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Let me tell you, this has been a full and robust year. I'm not complaining. There were some storms and hurricanes and a few tsunamis as well, but we have made it through with more breath in our body and the ability to keep hope open for the next level of infinite possibility to flow in. Thank you so much for being a consistent listener for all of you who have been tuning in time and time again. We have made some magnificent strides this year with many, many more to come. Today, it is my hope that you will receive the essence of all of the magic that this beautiful spirit is bringing into the world. I am so privileged and excited to bring forth this beautiful being who is doing so much good in this world for women and those few brave men alike, because we know our men matter too. Jonita D'Souza is a feminine lifestylist and author and creatress of Exploring Femininity LTD. She's helping modern day busy women not be busy and keep them from struggling with burnout and overwhelm so they can love themselves, their body, and their dreams and reconnect with their inner feminine goddess and all of the sensual energy and pleasure that gives us power. Jonita, welcome to the Balance Bowley podcast. How are you today? Uh, I am so good. And listening to you, reading about me, it's just so good to just feel your enthusiasm. makes me feel good about my work. Thank you, sister, for this beautiful introduction. You are welcome. Well, I am excited. I mean, you're pulling from the beauty of ancient Taoist and tantric arts and so many other things. And of course, modern, you know, NLP practicing and hypnotherapy, all things that I resonate with a lot as a clinician, as a trauma specialist, and as a balance and relationship advisor for the work that I do. I feel very much a kindred spirit with you and the work that you're doing on so many levels, but I would love for you to take a moment and just share with everyone listening, how are you showing up in the world for your clients these days? Uh, these days, you know, we live in a totally different world right now, isn't it? Yes. Post the pandemic. Well, how am I showing up these days? One thing that 2020 really taught me is the true understanding of self-leadership. And that used to be something that I used to teach and, you know, coach around. But when I was stuck in an island for six months for during the time of pandemic, and I had no internet, very little water supply, very little electricity connection, and no family and friends around. Mm. I knew that I have to tap that that resource, that powerhouse that already exists in me and, and hold myself through this 
when the entire world was going into chaos and confusion and fear of unknown. And I realized something that self-leadership to me is no longer about holding a high vibe, but a bigger vibe. So that understanding of, you know, the tantric lineage that I come from, holding the duality, so holding the, the pain and the sadness and the grief and the sorrow and the confusion and the abandonment and holding the desire of being connected with my loved ones and being able to serve and feeling good in my body all at the same time required me to hold a bigger vibe. So my consistent practice ever since has been this. This is how I'm choosing to show up these days, very intentionally holding a bigger vibe, not a higher vibe. Mm. Does that make sense? It does. I I really resonate with that in many ways. So something that came in my spirit a few years back was going deeper in order to go greater. And I, I feel very much that that's what you're saying. Like it was bigger. It was deeper in order for it to be a greater pool of you versus you trying to control the narrative of all the things and you leaning into your core truth, which I believe is dictated by the higher God power within us. And I don't know if that's where you also stand and resonate, but that's what I heard when you said it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's, you know, the work we do and there is a lot of responsibility that we often, you know, put on ourselves to, to, to be the leader from the front. But then, you know, what I learned and went through was something, um, how I can feel good about leading from behind and how I can hold a container for myself mm-hmm. and container for, for, for what is happening in the world through my own presence. And it may not even mean anything to anyone, but can I still do that? Right? Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. There was, uh, I don't know if it's considered a proverb or just a, a beautiful metaphor, but I remember reading about wolves and in wolf packs, the leader actually leads from the back. So there's strong wolves in the front and the older, younger, maybe weaker, um, less trained wolves are in the middle. But the actual formal leader of the pack is in the very back to catch anyone who falls mm. and to protect all of them. So I know there's a, you know, there's nuances around all the things that we've heard, like leaders leave from the front, right? Like all the things we've heard, but that, yeah. that story yeah. of the wolves and how they do it different really resonates with me um, at my core in so many levels. And when you were sharing what kind of came up for you over the last few years, while we were all experiencing what I consider an unsolicited and very disruptive gift, <laughs> which was the pandemic. Yeah. Um, and that that came up uh-huh. for you was you tapping into something much bigger than you and awareness that you don't have to do what everyone else is doing and quote unquote, leave from the front. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, um, it has been a blessing in disguise for a lot of us because we've been forced to stop and really look within. And I think a lot of us did not 
you know, takes that as an important thing. And we were just seeing such a progressive society in itself, like, you know, just getting out there and doing great things, yeah. including, you know, us leaders, we are, we have such tight schedules and all of that. And so what I also understand is that right now with everything that is happening and specifically, you know, uh, working with women, more and more of us are understanding the value of, um, leadership from within mm-hmm. and not the leadership that we've been taught, you know, in, in, you know, to, to be the loud one or to be the dominant one or to be out there. But how do we really show up? So people around us begin to feel good about themselves and how we can bring the best out of them by being really, really honest and compassionate and in integrity with our own selves in a real, real fierce, grace way. Yeah, no, I resonate with that a lot um, for multiple reasons. My own leadership journey was not linear, right? It was very <laughs> roller coaster, big circles, winding roads in the process. And it all, it really all led to me doing the leadership personal development so that I could attract the mm. right people to me and not just, you know, on the work end, which work matters, work is important. We love our work, our work is impactful, but also on the personal end. Right. Like, you know, attracting quality humans to us as friends that are not judging and that can have courageous conversations that don't need to fit into their box of perspective that they're coming from, but being open to listening and learning and hearing, even if they don't agree, but being able to hear different opinions um, and ways of thinking and being and knowing that you can attract that to you without having to chase it or hunt it. And of course, I'm referencing platonic you know, relationships, but this also applies to you attracting your forever lover if you haven't already attracted that person. And it really does make a big difference when you're doing the internal leadership personal development work. Oh, that's so true. And um, yeah, you know, all our triggers literally <laughs> become alive when we meet that person yes. that we want to get intimate with or or when we get close to someone we find this you know strong connection and bonding and that's when all the triggers start popping up from left right center it doesn't matter how much work you have done on yourself and it's really interesting to to go into the witness consciousness and and really observe and sometimes you know we can be really dramatic and <laughs> um what do you say a drama queen around it mm-hmm. or like i i have understood that, you know, um, instead of looking at all those triggers from a perspective of, okay, now this is what something I need to correct within me, or this is something I need to heal, or this is something I need to work on. Um, how can I infuse more um, lightheartedness yeah. and, and also connectedness to the understanding that a trigger is just it just is. It doesn't define me. You know, it's not my definition. So I've seen time and in my experience too, I used to get so triggered by, you know, my, my man around for little things, which I thought was defining me and my capacity to have a beautiful romantic relationship. Mm-hmm. But no, that's, that's not true. It's just what is it. And we let that define ourselves and our worth. 
Yeah, I, I totally believe in that as well. So I'm curious, Jonita, with the work that you're doing as a feminine lifestylist, who's also a life coach and NLP practitioner, like, girl, your resume is stacked, okay? And with everything that you're, you know, all the tools in your toolbox that you're really pulling from and using, and of course, your intuitive power is probably one of the strongest ones in, in directing you of which tool to pull, pull out your toolbox to serve the women or the other humans that are in front of you at the time. Is there something that you're seeing as a pattern over the last maybe year or so working with your clients that seems to be entangling many of them into you know, maybe stories or blocks or just ways of being that they're really struggling with getting out of and how are you helping them move forward through that? Yeah. So one of the things that, um, that is becoming really, um, apparent with, mm-hmm. uh, working with women over the last few years is, um, the anger, mm. the anger that is showing up in, so many different ways is and it's a collective story right now as we speak and i've been noticing that when a woman begins this journey of coming back home to herself she confronts her anger she has to walk that path we can no longer deny the fact that inside of us we are really angry and when I remember this, uh, that um, my shamanic teacher once told me that um, when I was doing this work of healing and personal development, and I was like literally a baby soaking everything that I could, and I couldn't stay positive at all times. Mm-hmm. And there I was doing all the positive affirmations and all of those things. But then there will come a time where, you know, those dark emotions will hit me and I'll get angry at myself and I will just lose it and I will get disappointed that, you know, I'm really doing something about my myself and why is this anger and dark emotion coming back? Right. And that's when she told me, my teacher at the time, that it's good. It's good. When you begin to do the spiritual work, you should expect to find a lot more anger in you than you really expect, mm-hmm. specifically as women. And that hit me so hard because I was like, no, no, but I'm not angry. I'm okay. I just <laughs> right. need to just work on my confidence. Yeah, and I just need to get more confident. And But I'm not angry. Okay. And she was like, no, girl. <laughs> no, girl, you are. You are. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, where do you think the anger was coming from? Yeah, so I didn't know. I, you know, I didn't know, and I was terrified to hear that. But secretly, to be really honest, within me, it felt good. Mm -hmm. You know, it felt like a relief that okay, that means I'm not, I'm not crazy, and I'm not the only one (laughs) who feels this way. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So this has been a pattern. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. Go ahead. I'm saying, yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So this has been a pattern that I've been noticing that a lot of us women specifically, we are really angry than uh, we realize. And this anger is really dif- different from the egoistic anger. Mm-hmm. 
this is an anger of true emotions not expressed in ways that it should be or could be or whatever but we know that deep inside there has been so much of suppression and unmet unseen unheard feelings that lead to or that leads to that suppressed anger and when we start doing in in my workshops when we start doing movement practice or some breath work or some somatic practices this comes out women are angry and here is where we have to understand that this is nothing to be scared or afraid of and this anger can be really used as a catalyst for breaking down ways that are no longer in ser- no longer serving us yes no i love that and i appreciate that you're that you're tapping into the importance of the body work because we know that trauma lives in the body and the body does mm. not lie it literally tells on us when we refuse to listen mm. um and you Acknowledging that through the work that you're doing is really crucial for all the the women that you're helping. Yeah, and what I understood is that you know we the feminine is the dark, right? It's the dark, and we've got to understand as women that we are cyclic in nature, and with the cycles of the moon. we are affected with our own bleeding cycle we are affected so as long as we are in a woman's body we go through the whole range of emotions and those dark emotions come back to us at certain point in the cycle mm-hmm. whether it is before our bleeding bleeding time or whether it is during the dark moon new moon time so these are the times that when we get aware of these patterns then we know how to work with it and i like to say that instead of fighting with this dark dark feminine we get to embrace and dance with this dark feminine energy because this dark feminine energy is not really our shadow or our unhealthy part mm-hmm. but it's our unexpressed so it's not the unhealthy but it's the unexpressed part yeah and just giving it space in our body through practices like movement sound breath really allows that unexpressed emotion to be felt and in that we find the juice of our real purpose of that anger or the rage and sometimes it's just release the real purpose is just release there's not always something to do you know like mm-hmm. we think what to do with this emotion right yeah and and to your point the release which sounds simple isn't always easy mm. because we're constantly blocking the process of it by looking for something to do right like well, what how, exactly. how do i release it like what do i have to write something draw something like we're as as women we're constantly fixing other issues we're firefighting yeah. like right right all the time uh and so it's it's yeah. odd for us to to just be and understand that we have the power to release it when we say it is so Yeah, it's like, you know, take off your bandaid and let yourself bleed mm-hmm. because we are afraid of that that experience. We have been hurt uh several times in the past, so yeah. we're afraid of the pain. And when we allow ourselves to, you know, let ourselves bleed through our emotions, we will understand that it's okay. 
you reach a sense of safety in your body that's your natural response body's natural response that exists in each one of us no matter how much ever deep trauma we've been through gone through of course it requires some space holding in the beginning for those who feel skeptic but those who feel that trust in themselves can really go for it because it doesn't lead us to a black hole where there is no ending that's not what it is we reach a place where we understand that ah oh, this is what i feel when i'm free yes yes i love that so much jonita i'm curious as you're holding space for yourself for the other people who are righteously connected to you and for all those that come into your ecosystem that might actually be sending signals whether you consider them cosmic or telepathic signals that they need more than they are qualifying themselves worthy of asking for but you feel it energetically when when someone mm. needs that and at the same time you have to protect your energy and be really mindful so that you can show up fully for yourself at the next level and that ties me to how are you giving yourself permission to pause when you need it uh this my dear sister is a constant practice yeah. i must say i don't think that um i don't think that i I stick to a particular routine around giving myself a pause mm-hmm. however there is a routine as well for me i feel like I need my space in the mornings no matter what I'm not talking to anyone I'm not <laughs> answering any calls or doing anything like the first half an hour that I wake up I am in silence and I'm doing my things but I really need that space and right now I'm traveling in India and I've been traveling over the last one year mm-hmm. so there's a lot of moving pieces but I I just like to <laughs> take the moment I put my beautiful silk um eye mask uh close my eyes and just go into this dark space and that's it like just hold my body whenever i need earlier i had to remind myself i kept plenty of reminders on my phone in my diary to help me get into the habit of pause time to do nothing you know yes. so create like really really fun stickers and moments those um around me to just remind myself and also after every um session with with a client i give myself the space to deground to let the energy just just go away and hold myself many times i'm holding myself and just just smiling and that's that's pause for me no i i love that and i appreciate that you're being really honest about the fact that this is a pra- a practice. There's no perfect way. There's not even necessarily always going to be your go-to way when different yeah. energies mm-hmm. are vibrating in your body and calling you forth to do something uniquely different. But the fact that you are mindful that hey, I'm a I have a very robust schedule. I need to set an alarm, <laughs> right? to make sure that I'm taking a pause that yeah. matters for people because sometimes they a lot of the listeners as ambitious women and those few brave men sometimes they think that they're not as good as someone else because they have to set reminders when i think reminders are strategic and smart and brilliant of you yeah. right prioritize yourself that way 
Yeah, totally. And then there are times that I just go and right now I have my family around um, and my husband. So I just go and announce like, okay, I'm going to the bedroom. I'm locking myself for the next 15 minutes. Please take care of yourselves by however ways. <laughs> I don't know anything and I don't care anything. When, when I feel like I'm on the verge of breakdown, you know, I need my space. I just lock myself up for 10 minutes and I announce that before. And so that no one is coming looking for me and, you know, wanting to do something with me. And that 10 minutes is always available. And if someone tells me that, oh, no, I don't have that 10 minutes, then there is a really important question to ask. Like, what, what are you doing in your life then if you don't have those 10 minutes? Right. Absolutely. Like this is a time to maybe recalibrate and and consider a a different way of being if you can't create the spaciousness for 10 minutes for yourself. I totally agree on so many levels. Ah, Jonita, I could talk to you forever. Please let everyone know how they can connect with you and learn more about the great work that you're doing in the world. Um, I am mostly active on Facebook uh, only these days. So you can find me on Facebook. Just type Exploring Femininity. That's where most of my work goes on a regular basis. There's plenty of free resources and classes there. Yeah, that'll be the best place to go for now. That is perfect. Jonita, thank you for carving out time today, especially I know you're in a completely different time zone as you're traveling and you're in India right now. So we appreciate you here at the BBP and I value your vulnerability, your strength and your honesty here on the show. Thank you again. Oh, it's such a pleasure to talk with you. And it's so much fun to talk with you. I love, <laughs> love, love your energy. Love the space holding that you do for the listeners as well as the speakers that come on this podcast. It's amazing. Oh, thank you. Don't make me cry. Those are liquid joy and I'm not, <laughs> not my thug tears, so it's okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Balance Bowley listeners, thank you for showing up and playing with us today, leaning in and listening. I ask you, if you are new to the show, to do two things. The first is to honor our expert, Jonita D'Souza, and make sure that you follow her and connect with her. And if for some reason you don't feel that there is the direct alignment that you need, that's okay. There's no judgment. We do know that there are six degrees of separation and there is always at least one person in your ecosystem that you know could be fueled and could literally get so much value from this one episode. So share it with them. That's the best gift that you can give to me and to Jonita. So thank you for that. The second thing is to do what I want all of you to do every single week, which is enjoy the balance of your day. But remember, do it boldly. 